green pastures. I know you're picturing lush fields of belly deep alfalfa as far as the eye can see. Well, get that picture out of your mind. Instead, see clumps of green along the arid landscape of the Negev Desert in Israel. That's more the biblical reality. And that's what our heart is for our weekly Green Pastures devotions published by Vineyard Boise. Our hope is that each day you'll find a wee clump of green along the all-too-often arid landscape of life, just enough to sustain you, to keep you moving forward. Each daily devotion consists of four strands, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. May the Lord lead us together into the green pastures we need today to continue growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Green Pastures for Monday, January 16th. How long are we going to be stuck in this storm? Today's scripture reading is found in Jonah chapter 1, verses 1-16 through 16 from the Message Translation, which reads, One day long ago, God's word came to Jonah, Amittai's son. Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They're in a bad way and I can't ignore it any longer. But Jonah got up and went the other direction to Tarshish, running away from God. He went down to the port of Joppa and found a ship headed for Tarshish. He paid the fare and went on board, joining those going to Tarshish, as far away from God as he could get. But God sent a huge storm at sea, the waves towering. The ship was about to break into pieces. The sailors were terrified. They called out in desperation to their gods. They threw everything they were carrying overboard to lighten the ship. Meanwhile, Jonah had gone down into the hold of the ship to take a nap. He was sound asleep. The captain came to him and said, What's this? Sleeping? Get up. Pray to your God. Maybe your God will see we're in trouble and rescue us. Then the sailors said to one another, Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's draw straws to identify the culprit on this ship who's responsible for this disaster. So they drew straws. Jonah got the short straw. Then they grilled him. Confess, why this disaster? What is your work? Where do you come from? What country? What family? He told them, I am a Hebrew. I worship God the God of heaven, who made sea and land. At that, the men were frightened, really frightened, and said, What on earth have you done? As Jonah talked, the sailors realized that he was running away from God. They said to him, What are we going to do with you to get rid of the storm? By this time, the sea was wild, totally out of control. Jonah said, Throw me overboard into the sea, then the storm will stop. It's all my fault. I'm the cause of the storm. Get rid of me and you'll get rid of the storm. But no, the men tried rowing back to shore. They made no headway. The storm only got worse and worse, wild and raging. Then they prayed to God, Oh God, don't let us drown because of this man's life and don't blame us for his death. You are God. Do what you think is best. They took Jonah and threw him overboard. Immediately, the sea was quieted down. The sailors were impressed, no longer terrified by the sea, but in awe of God. They worshipped God, offered a sacrifice, and made vows. This is God's Word. I know what you're thinking. Just how long are we going to be stuck in this storm? I mean, 
By my count, this is the third week we're waking up to this raging storm in the Jonah story. Three weeks. You and Paul's storm only lasted 14 days. And now perhaps you two, like Paul's seasick traveling companions, having lost track of sun, moon, and stars, have given up hope. So, just how long are we going to be stuck in this storm? Answer, just as long as it takes us to learn what we need to learn from it. In 2006, my family was suddenly thrust into our own perfect Eurachlodon storm of what we quickly learned was a brain tumor in our 15-year-old daughter. The initial storm blast lasted 66 days. 66 days in the hospital with her through brain surgery, radiation, and the commencing of chemotherapy as she relearned all of her motor skills like swallowing and chewing and sitting and standing and walking and talking. 16 years later, from where I stand on the deck of my life, that storm rolls on with me learning how to roll on through it and with it. So be thankful. At least we're just three weeks into observing someone else's storm. How long are we going to be stuck in this storm? Well, until we learn what it is we're needing to learn from it. So, like a good student of Agassiz, Pull out your fish. Listen to this first page of the Jonah story as you still try to find your balance on the pitching deck, your seasickness reaching its peak intensity right along with the storm. What do you see on this first page of the Jonah story? What stands out? What repeated words or lines do you notice? What questions does this reading raise for you? Where do you see yourself in this unfolding story? Let yourself chew on the story for a bit and see what emerges this third time through, at least. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, having read through this page for at least a third time, what do you see? How do you sense the Lord nudging you, the Spirit summoning you, what are you learning from this storm? From what ongoing storm in your own life are you being challenged to learn? So just how long will we be stuck in this storm, Lord? Our personal storms, our family storms, our church storms, our cultural and political and economic storms, storms here, storms worldwide. Just how long will we be stuck in this storm? Give us the grace to ride it out. However long it takes, however high the waves, however tempestuous the winds, however shaky and breaky the vessel, and though it guarantees not any immediate cessation, give me the grace to learn the lessons within each buffeting billow. To your mercies. 